0: We need to talk about what critics are saying is one of the earliest forms of modern feminism. I think this is, even more importantly, one of the best places to start if you are looking to understand and get a sampling of introspective writing.
1: We could spend an hour talking about this story today, so cut me off when I start rambling of how awesome it is. <laughs> this story
0: is awesome. All right, let's get into this. Welcome to the Codex Cantino, where I am Una,
1: And have I got a story for you, Crypto?
0: If you are new to the Codex Cantina, we take a conversational approach to discussing and understanding the stories that we read. Today is the story of an hour by Kate Chopin.
1: And as always, we start off with publication information. The story of an hour was written April 19th, 1894, and then published in Vogue magazine December 6th as the dream of an hour. Then it was reprinted later in St. Louis Life, January 5th, 1895, as the story of an hour.
0: And we will put a link down below where you can read the story for free, as well as listen in an audiobook format for free as well. So I'm going to
1: start off talking about the themes today. And I know a lot of times in literary classes, you usually get assigned something like Virginia Woolf or Polisler Spector. And some of those stories might be a little bit daunting uh, and a little bit difficult to understand. And that's why this piece is so wonderful, is that Kate Chopin writes this very, very dense, introspective piece that is super accessible for, what, three pages it is?
0: Mhm I absolutely love this and why I love it too is also I've talked to you multiple times when we cover stories A lot of times injuries or maladies in stories mean something. Having an injured heart, such as in this story, could have to deal with feelings or love being broken, things like that. This is a perfect example where an author uses the malady to tell us more about the character themselves.
1: And develops characters and shuts a short piece. This is a great teaching tool of how you can get something so dense in just a, a, a few pages.
0: So let's talk about what little there is of the plot. There's a terrible railroad accident, and Brentley Mallard dies. The main character, Louise Mallard, soon receives news of her husband's of her husband's of her husband's death. She throws herself into the room and recalls their past. There's a ton of imagery here, and we kind of get to the, the point that there's a lot of different ways of interpreting this, but freedom and liberation is is kind of the words that you. would most likely latch on to here but however we have a plot twist where the husband suddenly comes home alive and the wife dies of the joy Ooh. that kills according to the doctor end
1: plot i actually did not see that coming <laughs> it actually threw me off. i was like wait what 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 happened who's the guy at the door no no i was like oh katie you got me
0: dude they had they told you she's got a weak heart, right? That opening line, <laughs> knowing that Mrs. Mallard was afflicted with a heart trouble. Great care was taken to break to her as gently as possible the news of her husband's death. And that heart trouble is what is truly symbolic for her.
1: Yeah, but I didn't see it as foreshadowing, right? I just thought as symbolic.
0: Oh, sure, sure. It was symbolic of, you know, uh, emotional love problems, that sort of thing. And I think we kind of got to see that where... You know this was written in 1890 published 1894 right kind of a bold thing for a wife to say that marriage is oppressive not the man but marriage is oppressive and I think we have we see her she is thinking differently right we have that quote she did not hear the story as many women have heard the same so she's thinking differently right and she's definitely right in different
1: Yeah at this time period the women are seen as, you know, supposed to be docile and supposed to be passive and delicate. They're put into this specific box, and I don't think that this woman maybe subscribes to wanting that type of life, and that in the story here, we we don't ever really see that, you know, she feels negative towards her husband, but now we definitely see that she has this sense of relief come over her after she's gotten past her grief.
0: Yeah, and it starts out, how you'd expect with grief, right, and that's where I think the symbols by Kate are actually really quite strong as well, too. You have these quotes like "There were patches of blue sky showing here and there through the clouds that had met and piled one above the other in the west facing her window very compactly, okay." we're starting to see some blue patches of sky, some hope up in the sky. And that's when Kate thrusting herself into, Kate, Louise throwing herself into the room, right, for despair and grief. Suddenly she starts to have these moments and epiphanies of freedom, of relief. And that's when we see the, the blue sky, you know, that the hope coming through this grief. And we start to see a different story of their, I'm going to say their relationship, but it, this is a very very tightly woven story in in three pages to have elucidated this. But what do we know about the marriage? There would be no powerful will bending hers in the blind persistence with which men and women believe they have a right to impose a private will upon a fellow creature. Quote of this short story right there that marriage is pushing a will ...onto the other person, but does that mean necessarily negative?
1: No, I don't think this is abusive relationship. I don't think that it was one where she was, you know, beat or anything awful like that. I just feel like that when you get into a relationship, there are expectations... And in 1894, there are the expectations of how a husband should behave, how a wife should behave, what their role is in that relationship. And I feel that she doesn't think that that's the way she wants to live her life. And now she sees that there's this sense of freedom. Like, all right, I'm sad. I love my husband, but. Now I have a sense of freedom. Like I don't have to do all these things that I were obligated to do. I really think that's kind of what the window represents as she goes there past her morning. She sees this opportunity open up for her of, wow, I don't have to do these things anymore.
0: Well, we saw that perfectly used in Eveline by James Joyce as well, where she sat at the window looking out. And here she is as well at the window looking out. Windows represent change in literature. And that's exactly what this is going through. And you have to remember, you mentioned earlier, while you and I read this, knowing that this story was called The Story of an Hour, the working title was Dream of an Hour. So here's this wife that, you know, whenever you think about winning the lottery, you know, you start going through those fantasies, like, oh, what would I do with the money, you know? <laughs> you, instead of winning the lottery, she's like, I'm no longer married, woo! <laughs> but she well, goes- I think she can't- She goes through that dreamlike process of what would I do and feel with this new life?
1: Yeah, and I think that she feels like she won the lottery. We have the quote from the story. Go away. I am not making myself ill. No, she was drinking in the very elixir of life through that open window. And that she feels this exhilaration. We're like, yeah, I'm sad. But now there is new potential in my life that I wouldn't have had before had I had to get, you know, have to have children, have to do this and have to do this. Now there are all these new possibilities for her.
0: We're looking at what is ultimately a woman who has been diminished through marriage, not necessarily be man's fault, but the institution or expectations of the woman's role in the marriage has worn her down and people are at different ends of the spectrum of this. I will talk about when I have a kid, I love my kid. He's the best thing. I have zero regrets and I would do it again. A lot of things suck a little bit more with a kid at home. <laughs> but that's sure. kind of, but that's kind of what maybe some people feel about with marriage. They don't regret it. He's a nice man. They said that he was nice and calm, right? But she feels diminished.
1: Well, I think it's kind of like even maybe today there is expectations in our culture for marriage. And I know that even I'm married, I love my wife, she's my best friend, but there are those times that I really do enjoy my alone time, you know, where I am not hanging out with her. And that is something that, you know, breaks that kind of, you know, confined of my marriage for maybe just a few hours. And that doesn't make me love her any less or anything, right?
0: <laughs> I have, There's this quote from the story here where they say, yeah. over, and I'm thinking about you at your story as you did that. It says, over her breath, free, free. Free <laughs> the vacant stare and the look of terror that had followed. It went from her eyes. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about, you know, like what you asked some guys, what would they do if they could do anything? And they'd be like, I would do nothing. I would just sit there and stare.
1: <laughs> I've had I've had friends at school or I've had colleagues at school say the same thing. Oh, if I could just have an hour where somebody took the kids and you know my my wife went and did something with her girlfriends and I just had an hour to myself, that sounds like perfect bliss. You know, cuz we we all need those kind of things to recharge and I think that this is just taking it to kind of the next level of what if you had that permanent change? for freedom now,
0: let's come to the last line of this story we see her with this expressing of grief at first and then she kind of becomes more hopeful and we have the quote when the doctors came they said she had died of heart disease of joy that kills <laughs> now i think there's a couple different ways actually to interpret this right there's I one agree. yeah th- th- there's a very barbaric way that i feel like kind of ignores a lot of the story it was that she was so happy she died that her husband was home and i don't think that lines up very well with the idea of her being free with this dream of the hour the story of her finally not being confined to marriage it's an interpretation but i think it ignores a lot of the elements of the story
1: 100 agree i think that it's her losing that joy being ripped away from her that ultimately killed her they, you know, you could take it, I think you take it three ways, right? The literal interpretation that remember, they've said several times she had a weak heart, and maybe just, you know, it kind of scared her and her weak heart gave out to the the one you just gave. But I think that, you know, the more literary advanced way of looking at it is that her joy is taking from her and she only had it for a few moments. That's how precious it was to her that it killed her after being ripped away of having that freedom for just a few moments. Oh,
0: I can throw a fourth one in there. Do you want a soap opera, like, dirty version?
1: Yeah, do it.
0: Okay, so Richard's quick motion to screen him from the view of his wife. So you could potentially take it that why was Richard's kind of doing this blocking? I believe some people may come to the conclusion of, was there an affair going on with these two?
1: Oh. With the brother. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) A little far-fetched, but I like it. (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: one of those things that like, you know, I'm not going to tell anyone they're wrong with an interpretation, right? You know me, go with it, right? Whatever brings value to your life. Now with that said though, I I would love to see if you were going to go write a paper on this, what other parts of the story reinforce that? And 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 maybe that could help sell it to me, if you will.
1: Yeah. I think you'd have to look for those. I didn't look from that perspective through the story, but uh, I would love to see, a, you know, a young student write that idea and, you know, come up with a few quotes and try to make that argument. That'd be fun.
0: Make it nice and steamy. I would like it. So if you enjoyed <laughs> the conversation today, some people don't know how to help us out. Please feel free to leave like a heart emoji or check out playlist that we'll leave links to down below. Crypto, this is rated as one of the greatest short stories of all time. What are you going to give this one?
1: I'm going to agree with that statement. I think this is one of the greatest short stories of all time. I absolutely loved this story. I think that it does a good job on so many ideas of early feminism, introspection, relationships, marriage, cultural norms, being put in a box, freedom, you name it. It's got it in three pages, nine out of ten. Nailed it, Chopin. Give me more. If, well,
0: that's good because we're going to do more of her. We're going to do The Awakening, her novel, here in the future. Now, with that said, uh, I'm glad you didn't break my fragile heart. I'd be very sad if you didn't enjoy this one because this piece was amazing if you were open to introspective writing. This really captured a very complex concept, right? Some people don't like to admit that there are negative things to having kids. There's negative things to being married. There are figure out how to articulate that. And then if you can figure out how to articulate that in three pages, you probably have a career of writing looking at you in your future. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 as well. Really enjoyed this one. If you're down for discussions like this on great stories and literature, please make sure you hit that subscribe button to join us on the journey. We post videos every Monday and Thursday. Una out.
1: Peace.